Hello, good, good family. For those who know and rock with us, you know that the good, good is comprised of three cousins who share their love for music. However, recently we experienced our own tragedy. Our aunt Catherine Jean Brown passed away on December 22nd. She was not only family, but a true fan of the good, good. So we want to take this opportunity to dedicate this episode to her. May she continue to rest in peace. Welcome to that Good Good Experience podcast. Where related minds talk about related topics. And we all just happen to be related. Buckle up, this is going to be a good one. We've got that Good Good Experience podcast. And yes, here we go once again for another go around. It's the We've Got the Good Good Experience Hey, a show where related minds talk about related topics, and we all just so happen to be related. Hello again, I'm Marcus Moses, back for the ride. And this train does not take off without my cousin co-host, Kimmy. What's going on? Marcus, darling. How are we doing, good, good family? Hey, we're doing just fine. And again, this thing does not take off without my other cousin co-host, Byron B-Note Brown. Happy DJ Day, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Marcus? Hey, Kimmy. Let's get this party started right now. Hey, I guess, guys, we're 20 plus days into the New Year's. Is it too late to say Happy New Year? It's never no. too late. Never, never too late. late. We're never still in late. the month of January, so hey, you, you get a pass. You can say it all month long. Okay, well, Happy New Year, guys. Hey, this is the first installment of We've Got the Good, Good Experience for the New Year 2023. So this week's episode is our inspirational and motivational episode. So we're playing the songs that inspire us, that motivates us, that just kind of gets us going. And guys, before we get started, as always, we got to get into our Good Good segment. And this week, we've got something a little different. We want to welcome to the Good Good Pastor Juanita Harding and the Christian Perspective show what she does. And also we want to welcome Dr. Wallace C. Cooper. He is a former minister and he has a book out and they did a wonderful interview entitled The Life of a DL Preacher. So here's Pastor Juanita Harden with Dr. Wallace C. Cooper for our Good Good segment. All right. Today we have Dr. Wallace C. Cooper Jr., author and best-selling author of The Life of a D.L. Preacher. I'd like to thank you, uh, Apostle, for coming on the show today yes. and sharing your story with us. What i like to jump in and start, i, I just like to say that um, Apostle Cooper is a dear friend of mine and uh, I experienced a lot of things with him uh, with the life and he taught me a lot of things. Fortunately, I've never been homophobic or anything like that, and so I was open to receive truth. And what I saw a lot I didn't like that we're going to talk about today. And this is, you know, the Christian's perspective. So we're talking about what God is saying and what His Word is saying and what's really going on. Not to say that that's something different, but to say that the truth is the truth. And we need to talk about this subject that many are will find themselves actually in the same position. So we're going to start with talking about, again, welcome. Um, we're going to talk about the rejection that you felt or 
having spoken with those that were people you love, people you trust, leadership, from the church perspective, how were you received? Okay, well, good evening. Um, well, I'm just, I'm Dr. Wallace Cooper, Jr. Just to talk about a little about the, the book, The Life of Yale Preacher, talking about rejection. Rejection is one of the hardest things that you can deal with in life, especially being rejected by people you love, people you trust, or people that you um, share your most heart secrets with, or people you open up to and turn around, show you love with one face, and turn around and show you hurt, pain, and come against you in a mighty way that make you feel like you are nobody, make you feel like you are worthless. Even though, you know, God created all, created all of us the same, he has no respectable person, but dealing with um, the church today and people today that, you know, the words say people sit in the seat of Moses oppressing the people. And a lot of times we as um, church folks, we always say, you know, confession is good. Talk, you know, talk about your problem, your sin, your situation, or um, bring your complaint to the church. But when you do, then they turn it back on you. When you do, you, you go there, you're broken, you're hurt, mm -hmm. and you're trying to find healing. Right. You're trying to find help. You're just trying to find a way out or trying to understand self. But the greatest thing, can, like even misunderstood, when you're trying to pour out your complaint or pour out your concern, and those same people that say, I'm here to help you, end up turning their back on you and talking about you. Right, right, right. You know, and so that is a that was a scorn. That was a very distasteful feeling that I felt, even though being a minister, being a counselor, being a friend, um, those same people you have helped looked out or heard their problem, heard their issues, and never judged them, never looked at them funny, never put their business in the street. Those same people whom you helped or took their cases to God in prayer, though the same people turn around and hurt you. Mm -hmm. Same people turn around and, and put your business in the street, low rate you, call y'all kind of names. And it really hurts. It really hurts, but it takes prayer. And that's prayer. the part that I think that people don't really understand, is that we are all people. All you know, people, yes. like yes. you said earlier, God himself has no respect to person. None. It's it's just us. And what we have to identify within ourselves is, is hate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate that we have for a certain group of people, especially the gay community. And now what offends me the most about it with the church in particular is that uh, to have to have your own church. You know, that, that that should not be. And we confess to be full of love, full of the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of love. Yes. Yet we we particular about who we love. That's I mean, right. it's not just the gay community, no. but with, that's the subject today. I mean, it's, it's not you don't know them from your family and, you know, stuff like that and somebody's cousin and so forth. You know, you treat them different. If they dress different, you treat them different. And that's something we have to deal with within ourselves in the body of Christ is that we love everybody. Yes. What about when you began to be misunderstood? How were you misunderstood? In my book, talking about being misunderstood is where, as being a gay male, as a male growing up in life, or being married twice, and a lot of times, and most of most talk about in my book when women felt that some of the time that they was the problem, they was the issue, but they wasn't. 
and trying to be a being a gay male and trying to be the man man in your household that husband that king that you're supposed to be and you have your own fight your own battle your own issues and when you're trying to some some men are, are too man man to just say i'm gay or just say right, right. i got um, feminine issues. I got problems. Um, and so I'm you talk about on. that in the book. Yes, I want to say again that the book is the life of a DL preacher. So you talk, you talk about it in the book. The fact that you've been married twice. Been married twice. Yes, and, and you gave it your best. Yes, yes. I and I've had the privilege of um, Apostle live with my daughter and myself for. Uh, sometime and uh, he's a good husband. He has all yes, the, yes. he has all the qualities. I yes. thought God was bad with me for something. He's a very <laughs> nice looking man. I was. He knew I was upset with the Lord. I'm like, why would you sit in this man in my life under these circumstances? <laughs> okay. He was honest about you know who he was. Yes. And I respected him for that. I appreciated him for that. And that's what we have to you know we misunderstand. He was even considered to be a pedophile, you know, people that knew that I was, you know, in his life and wanted to slander him. And there you have that misunderstanding, misunderstanding. you know, as to what's going on. People believe that you can be saved and delivered and all of a sudden, you know, you don't have those desires anymore. And that's what we have to learn how to watch as well as pray. Yes. That we don't yes. enter t- into temptation because, yes. you know, those of us that have the Holy Ghost, our spirit is willing. Yes. And the flesh is weak. And so, you know, it's not just a deliverance. God's going to snap his finger and it's over like that. <laughs> or what we have to do is accept those things that we cannot change. Yes. And, and, and pray for the wisdom to know the difference. Yes. What, what is your final uh, words on to all relationships? And I was talking about all relationships, teaching the, the man and the woman how to love and respect one another. How not to cast your husband to the side, cast your wife to the side. If they come to talking, they come to you with questions or come to you pouring out their heart, listen to them, understand them, don't bash them, don't talk about them, don't take your private matters of the household into the street. And that's what most issues and problems that were today that men dealing with things secret, women dealing with things secret, and once they talk to their spouse or their husbands, what they have a tendency of doing, going out talking about it, going out telling their homegirl, their homeboys, or putting them out in the church and everything else. But that is not the answer. That is not the answer. If you love them, you stay with them. If you love them, pray for them. If you pray for them, cover them. Don't embarrass them. Don't because one thing you can do is be little the individual, especially someone trying to come clean. Especially someone come to you and they're bearing their the problem, their issue. They trusting you with their private matters, and that is something I'm trying to teach the women and the men in the church, in the street, whomever. Understand your mate. Everything about your mate. Ask questions. Something out of line, something out of place, something seem funny. Ask questions. And I pray that that male or that female is open enough to be honest and tell the truth. If they do so, yet love them, don't bash them. That is a hurting feeling. And so what was your reasoning for writing the book? My reason for writing a book because I was tired of being the DL preacher. I was tired of hiding. I was tired of... The greatest hurt I ever experienced was lying to myself. And I got to the point of realizing that my mess can be a message. 
And since I wrote this book, and this book has hit the airways in different places, many that gave the stray all have read it, different ones reading where, it, and they're loving can, it. Where, we, where can we get the book from? We can get the book on Amazon, you can get the book on Barnes and Nobles, Kindles. I even have personal books on hand. I work at Nick's. And if you see me and dip it, just reach out to uh, Miss Juanita and um, she can pass Juanita. She can get with you and get a book to you. I mean, it, it's everywhere. It's all online. Just type in the life of a DL preacher and you will see my smiling face pop up. Wonderful. God bless you. Until next time. We want to take this opportunity to thank Pastor Juanita Harden and Dr. Wallace C. Cooper. Again, you can go cop the book, The Story of a DL Preacher, on all platforms, Amazon, Barnes and & Nobles, and uh, go cop it, support the movement. Hey, guys, we've got a very special episode. Not only do we have a very special episode, we've got not one, but two special guests with us this week. Our first guest is, she's a up-and-coming gospel singer, producer, songwriter, and she's got an artist that she's brought with us today. She is none other than Sonia Moffitt. Sonia, what's good? Hey. It's all good, good. Thank you so much for having us today. <laughs> and she just so happens to be one of our cousins. A cousin. Cousin number four. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes. Absolutely. We thank you so much for being a part of the Good Good Experience. Sonia, I guess there's nothing else to say, but hey, just tell us just a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm just a regular old person who was inspired to start writing music again after about 30 years, uh, 30 years sabbatical from doing so. You know, the pandemic was pretty rough. And in the Georgia to be closer to my aging parents. So didn't end up living as close to them as I wanted to. So it kind of felt a little bit isolated. But I think that God has a way of doing that so that he can get our attention and really call us to him. The pandemic, being in quarantine, all of that, and then moving away from friends, it was it was kind of difficult. So I was kind of going through some rough times. And um, music has always been so cathartic for me. And so I just started uh, playing an old Casio. Remember Casios, y'all? Back oh, now? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got my mother's old Casio and just started playing music again just to to start to heal. And um, during that process, I mean, other things are going on. Like I said, my my parents are aging. Um, there's some sickness in my family and, and just going through things myself. I just, I was in a lot of pain, like a lot of other people at that time. And um, just started just replaying the music and then started hearing from God different things. And really the song that you're going to play today, We Need Healing, is really that. It was just really inspired by the fact that so many people just in, in the world, period, need healing and myself included. So that was what that was birthed out of. It was literally a prayer of healing and just recognizing that God has authority in all the things that we face in our life. Absolutely. Now, you're from the Detroit area, correct? Yes. All right. Now, we all know the, the, the story of Detroit, you know, Motown and all the greats that came through Motown. Who were some of your favorite artists coming up during your time? I think that all of the Motown artists were great artists. So I think that they all inspire me. But my my influences extend beyond that. So, But I still love the Clark sisters and the Winans. Those are also people who are from the Detroit area. Um, 
And then just in terms of expanding that, I love Marvin Sapp and uh, Fred Hammond, of course, and Commission. These are all people that have really sown into me uh, spiritually as I was growing up. Um, So I would say those are some of the biggest influences that I've had in gospel music. All right, great. Let me me press pause on that because I'm so wrong. I'm sitting here with three of my cousins. And as y'all know, we have a musical family. (laughs) I will say this. I bore witness to your artistry years ago in oh, Hampton, boy, Virginia. And you didn't tell nobody nothing, did you, Byron? When I was on the other side, right? <laughs> oh, no, but I was I was very impressed because I, I think the one thing that stood out at that time, you were working on a play and you had pulled a um, cast together and you all were getting things together and i remember you doing some stuff outside of the rehearsals you know aligning the resources for the play and stuff like that so this is my testament to what you. you are capable of and what the talents that you have i appreciate that thank you Byron. Thank you. So, so you talked about being in isolation sonia and birthing out some things that was already in you at what point did you say, hey, let me get back? You know, you talked about the Casio you found at your parents' house. What made you just like, hey, let's move forward this thing? You know, I've got a lot to get out of my, my heart, my mind, and let's move forward. What, what, what made you do that? Honestly, I didn't have an intention to do it. Um, as Byron mentioned, in the 90s, actually, was an R&B recording person, artist. I was an artist. <laughs> also a, a producer at the time. I was working on R&B music. Uh, with my group and and just doing reference vocals for different artists. I almost got into, I mean, I got into a car crash and almost died and I didn't die. And that was the day I quit music because I felt like my life was in a different place. And, and, and if I had died that day, it would have just been catastrophic. So um, I plugged into the system, got the degrees, went on to corporate for 30 years and it wasn't until COVID. So you have to understand it wasn't something that was intentional for me. I felt like God called me to it. In my, in my high school, I used to do music for my high school, for my choir at church. So when I went to college, I walked away from that. And um, I had this, this one thing I used to say is that I walked away from the purpose he had given me. I lost my gifts because the spirit didn't live in me. And so that's, that was my testimony. Um, I got into it because God brought me to it. When he calls us, he pulls us out of darkness and there's nothing that we can do about that. So I didn't make an intentional decision. I literally had to be crushed in my spirit to even music again. Wow. Wow. Now you referenced earlier about the new song. And uh, again, we're going to play it just a few minutes, but we got to make sure we, we got to introduce the artist that sings. Yes, we do. So, mm-hmm. so, yes, we uh, do. <laughs> Let's let's introduce the world into the good good, the artist, and the name of the song. The name of the song is We Need Healing. The artist is the absolutely amazing and anointed artitiate trip. Um, I met her through uh, the producer. Hey, girl, I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna turn it over to you for a second. I gotta brag on you first. I gotta brag on you first. So, uh, I, let me tell y'all. I, again, met her through uh, a mutual friend of ours, a producer named James uh, Copeland, who worked with me on this project and really has a lot of the music that you're hearing. He really, really put his foot in that. You know, I gave the framework for the music, but he came with with the musicianship and just his artistry. He is a producer in his own right who works with gospel recording artists. So the fact that I moved here from Georgia 
and then no nobody ended up with him that was god i'm telling you i couldn't i couldn't sing i couldn't do the reference vocals anymore my voice has changed a lot since the 90s <laughs> and so he introduced me to her and i needed someone to do reference vocals and when i heard her sing this song there was no way i was going to send that to another artist she was that was her song and god made me lose my voice so i couldn't even sing my own references because he needed me to connect to her artistic wow. trip so I, I i'm gonna leave it there i'm gonna let the song speak for itself but artistia how you doing girl i'm great i'm glad to be here <laughs> ladies and gentlemen gospel recording artist artistia is with us on the good good how you doing ma'am awesome how are you great 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 so artistia just real quick just tell us a little bit about yourself well i've been singing all my life of course i started singing yeah. publicly at the age of four, I believe, I started singing in church. Um, my family, mom, mom sings, grandma sings, granddaddy had a band. My fiance, he plays piano, everything. Everybody is music all around. So I've sang R&B, gospel, jazz. I've been trained, but my heart is with gospel, of course. <laughs> I'm a little bit, my testimony is kind of similar to Sonia's. I tried to run for a little bit and, you know, do the whole secular thing. But at the end of the day, God said, this is where I need you to be. So he um, linked me up with Sonia. When we linked up, I was still trying to run a little bit. <laughs> and she gave me my time. She said, well, whatever you want to do. But she had been praying on it. And when God laid it on my heart that this is the avenue that he wanted me to take, she was like, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> so finally, yes. So yeah. finally, we were able to do we need healing? When I heard the song, I said, this is beautiful. You can sing it. <laughs> she was like, no. Nope. No. So, yeah, that's how we, we came about. And everything has just been, it's really been easy for me on my part because it's as if God just dropped her out of the sky and said, this is who I needed to link you with to get everything going. Because for a long time, I knew this is what I was supposed to be doing. But I just didn't have the mentor there. I didn't have the help. I didn't have the push that I needed to keep going. So Sonia's kind of that push for me. And she will not leave me alone, <laughs> which I appreciate. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I got started. That's where I am. All right. All right. So and without further ado, I can't think of anything else to do but to just go into the world premiere of the brand new song by the artist. Artichier, produced and written by Sonia Moffitt. Ladies and gentlemen, this song is entitled We Need Healing by the artist Artichier, right here on the Good Good Experience. Here it is. Wow. Wow. Artist, you, Thank you. you bodied 
that song. <laughs> Thank you. You know, when you said that was your song, you really literally made it your song. Now, when you were singing the vocals to it, what was on your mind to make it sound as, as good as it did? Well, I know we all, during COVID, we all had our expects and our trials and our ups and downs. I personally had COVID myself twice. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> also, oh, by the way, sorry not to, not to interrupt you. She had COVID when she, she was just off the cuff of COVID when she recorded. Yeah. Get out wow. of here. Later, we were we had to postpone the recording so that she could get well and that she was beyond the uh the period of, of contagion. Sorry. Yes. Yes, and my voice was still coming back. Your voice was coming, back. coming back. It was yes. all the way it there. Was. Y'all y'all didn't hear all that stopping and restarting in there. <laughs> y'all gotta hear her be live too. Oh my. <laughs> But yes, I was, I, I had just come out of COVID. Also at the time, my aunt, who I am very close to, my aunt, she was on the brink of almost passing. So her heart literally stopped three times and they were able to bring her back mm-hmm. three times. And she's here today. And just going through that and seeing her, she was a caretaker of the family. So seeing her going from taking care of everybody else to having to be taken care of and can't do anything for herself, that was a bit much for me. So I was able to feel a lot of the lyrics in the song and relate to it quite a bit much, especially the part where I sing bring our dreams back to life because I personally allowed my dreams to die and said, okay, well, maybe I'm just supposed to work a nine to five and not worry about anything else. But God was able to turn that around for me as well. So it's just, I was able to really relate to the lyrics. And I feel like everybody in some way can relate to the lyrics because we're all in need of some type of healing, where whether it's physical healing, whether it's spiritual, whether you're going through some type of heartbreak, some type of mental illness or disability, like everybody has something that they are dealing with. So I feel like everybody can relate to the song in some type of way. Now that is a testament to great songwriting, Cousin Song. Yeah. That you are able to reach someone so much to where when they sing it, they body it as if they were singing for you. She is your voice coming through that song. And that's just Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful. I commend both of you. Yeah. And and that's the exact exact words that I'm thinking like, you know, I can literally hear Sonia through. Uh I can hear you. I I hear you. (laughs) We we see your heart through it. Yeah. 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 And not to mention the, your vocal sound somewhat similar. I mean, Artisha has a younger voice. You know, I'm not calling you old song, you but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all the right same bad, bad, so okay? we can't say that. We are here, right? We are exactly, here. Exactly, exactly. I will. But, I want to ask this. I want to ask this, Artichier, and I've always been curious about this, especially with gospel singers. When you're hitting those notes, what are you? What goes through your mind? Are you looking at the mountaintop and reaching for it, or <laughs> <laughs> I've always been curious about that. Listen, I'm gonna tell you what my mama taught me. Now, when I was coming up, she was my Joe Jackson. Okay. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was my Joe Jackson. So one thing that she always taught me was she said, you do not reach for notes. You land on notes. So that's always what I think of. A bit my knees a little bit. She <laughs> bends <laughs> <laughs> my knees a little bit. Well, well, you landed it. You, you, you hit the mark. Yes, indeed. Thank you. <laughs> we have no problems. 
(laughs) (laughs) So the song made its radio debut. Congratulations this week. Also, it's available on all streaming platforms. Go ahead and put it out there. Artisha, song, whichever one you want to do. Tell her where we can find the, the song. It is on all streaming platforms, wherever you listen to your music. YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, uh, what is it? Apple Music, everywhere. You can download it. <laughs> yes. We need healing. Artisha. Yeah. Absolutely. You can go on our website. You go, they can go on our website, too, which is Faith Rights Music. Faithrightsmusic.com and I go to our music page and we have the streaming services right on the page so you can pick whichever one you and uh and you can also watch a nice little video there as well. Absolutely. Again, the name of the song is We Need Healing, song by wonderful up-and-coming gospel singer Artichier, produced and written by Sonia Faith Moffitt. Again, this is a must-have. If you like gospel music, it's a must-have in your playlist. It's something to ride to to kind of get your mindset on your day or whatever it is that you're trying to focus on. It's a motivational and inspirational song. It's all of that and more. Make sure you go and download this song, We Need Healing, by artist Artichier. Now, guys, I think we're ready to get into what we're here for, right? Let's go. That's right. Let's go. We ready? I'm ready. We rat. We rat. So I know what I said I was going to play, but I changed my mind. And I'm going to play one of my cousin Sonya's songs, Eagle. Let's do it. That was that's indeed. That was Eagle. Is that the name of the song? Yeah, Transformation Worship. Trans by Transformation Worship. Again, another great pick by our very own Miss Sonia Moffitt. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what you'll see as we continue to go through our songs is not only that songs that we like that motivates us, but you will see the evolution of gospel music, how it come from its roots up until now. You know, some people like what they like, you know, we like what we like, but it's the, the words and the messages are still the same. Now, Sonia, why did you choose this one? Oh, wow. Ooh, I don't even know if I want to be transparent, but just to say that the message really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because when you're going through stuff, he says that, it, yeah, help me out with this verse because it is biblically, biblically based where he says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Right. Shall mount up. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That really resonates with me in terms of this, this, this transformation between that period of depression that I just mentioned to here where we're starting to see the manifestation of that to his glory. Because that is the purpose of that, is all of this is to his glory. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Now, what's next, Kim? So I will get back on track and we're going to listen to some what you would call secular music. However, there's always a message. And this is Kanye West, Never Let Me Down, featuring mm. Jay Ivy. Instrumental vibrations is what I'm into. Yeah, I need my loop by red day, but that ain't what gives me the heart of Kunta Kinte. I'm trying to give us us free like Sin K. I can't stop, that's why I'm hot. Determination, dedication, motivation. I'm talking to you and my many inspirations. When I say that I can't let you or self down. If I were on the highest cliff, on the highest rip, and you slipped off the side and clinched onto your life in my grip, I would never, ever let you down. And when these words are found, let it be known that God's membership has been signed with a language called love. That's why my breath is felt by the deaf, and why my words are heard and confined to the ears of the blind. I too dream in color and in rhyme. So I guess I'm one of a kind in a full house Cause whenever I open my heart, my soul, or my mouth A touch of God rains out mm. Now that is from College Dropout And if this actual song featured Kanye West, Jay-Z, and Jay Ivy I actually picked this song because for one The husband of Tori Ture, Jay Ivy who was one of our past guests. Friends of the show. And friend of the show, Tori Tare must get her album. But Jay Ivy was the voice that you just heard. And let me repeat what he just said. Let it be known that God's penmanship has been signed in the language called love. Called love. Wow. That's, that's why so my yeah. breath is felt by the by the death and why my words are heard and confined to the ears of the blind. I too dream in color and in rhyme. So I guess I'm one of a kind in a full house because whenever I open my heart, my soul, or my mouth, a touch of God rains out. Yeah. You know, that, and this it, is the last song on Kanye's album, but that's that, what, like Sonya said, it resonated with me. Yeah, that, it, it, the, those, those words right there, you know, sign with the penmanship with the language called love, that, that really I can't get those words out of my head because it just it just epitomizes the reason why we're having this show, because, you know, we love each other, you know, even though we're a family, but we love each other. And, you know, God is love. God is the ultimate description of love. And Jay Ivy, man, he is just so dope. Mm, yes. I, I mean, really. That's um, why I just had to have this part, even though the whole song yeah. just embodies God in us all and how we are supposed to use that God within us. Absolutely. It's a part of the glue for this song. I think it just pulls it together. Jay-Z and Kanye's delivery, you know, it's one thing, but Jay Ivy's delivery part. just lifts you. It elevated this song, actually. It did. It Absolutely. Artisha, uh, what did you think of it? I thought it was amazing. Like you said, the, the love part stood out to me. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, God is love. That's incredible because I just, I feel like if you can't love your brother, your sister, and as the Bible says, who is your brother, your sister, your, everybody. If you can't love your brother and your sister, then what, what are we here for? Yeah. What are we here yeah. for? So, yeah. How can you I say love you love God whom you've never seen? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you, you know, so, mm -hmm. yeah, all that ties in together. So, I mean, great pick, Kim. And shout out to Tari Ture and Jay Ivy. Jay Ivy, you're going to be on the program. You just don't know it yet. Yes, you are. Yes, you <laughs> are. Talk to your wife. Get ready. We, Get ready. We, we, we coming for you, Jay Ivy. <laughs> And also, keep in mind, Jay Ivy was actually nominated for a Grammy 
Um, yes, just a couple. Well, I think it was last year. So yeah. Yeah, nice. I mean, he was he was in the same that group as, awesome. as the likes. Twenty twenty one, I think. Yeah. yeah, he was nominated with uh, was it Barack Obama? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, some some star studies, wow. some, some heavy hitters. Yeah, like some heavy hitters. Oh. You know, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So um, uh, that that was just an awesome pick, Kim. What's next? All right, next up. We're going to go to some Angie Winans, The Lord's Prayer. All right. Is there anything that the Winans family cannot do when it comes to gospel music? <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord's Prayer, my Lord. That was released by Angie Winans in 2001 from her album, Melodies of the Heart. Now, you may know Angie. She's one half of Angie and Debbie. Do you all remember that group when they were together as a, a duo? Can't Angie say we do, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the intro, though. I'm yeah. saying, wow. okay. yes. Who's Angie and Debbie? Well, yeah. Angie and Debbie, they're the ninth and tenth siblings, as far as the Winans kids. Yeah. They're the youngest members okay. of the family. Okay. And in 1990, they co-wrote and performed a smooth jazz song called "Be With You" for gospel jazz pioneer Ben Tankert. That was their initial stardom i should say and that song went to number one on secular radio and then they released their album but this particular song is of course angie on her own and it's her cover or version of the lord's prayer it's a very jazzy yeah take on it it kind of reminds me of anita baker anita baker comes to mind to me on this song but what do you all think of it i don't think i love that bass line Yeah. I was going to say, it reminded me of something. The music part reminded me like of a Sade song. <laughs> like it's Sade, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. zen. It takes you away. Mm-hmm. Why? Byron, you know, you know how I feel about Anita Baker, man. So you got to be mm-hmm. careful when you say certain things, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why does this song remind you of Anita Baker? Make it make sense, okay? The vibe of the song reminded me the of music, Anita Baker. The music yeah, the behind it, not the actual voice, but the music does have a kind of oh, Anita Baker. The combination vibe. of the, the music, voice and the music, the whole creates a vibe that yeah. is in that, in that vein. So I would expect to hear an Anita Baker song following this. So, <laughs> know, this could be this could stand alone. You know, you open up your evening with this song, and then you go into mm-hmm. your your quiet storm, summer breeze yeah. vibe. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I, I got you now, bro. Thank you for explaining yourself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's next, Kim? All right, since we are into the Winans family, let's go into BB and CC Winans' Addictive Love. All right. Hey, I'll cherish that moment for 
you know, this song and Optimistic by Sounds of Blackness are songs that I did not know they were actual gospel songs until I became an adult. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the winers have that way. Yeah, yeah, and um, just just a kind of tidbits of this. That was addicted love by BB and CC Winans. It's released back in 1991 from their album Different Lifestyles. This song won an NAACP award for outstanding gospel artists. It spent two weeks at number one. Guess where, guys? On the R and B charts. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They used to play all the time. All yeah. the time. All the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. I think they 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 did that though. Weren't they the ones that kind of did that for for gospel music? Right. Yes. They were yes. the first the ones. Yeah. yeah. The men. Well, are the Rhinos or the Clarks? So the Clark sisters never really had that crossover. Well, they they were the first, but they, they never had that crossover um, success that the Winans. I think the Clark sisters always remained in the vein of gospel, whereas the Winans, mm. they were in R and B. Would oh, you all? Okay. Yeah. I did not know that they were in R and B. Well, I mean, they well, the, the, their songs cross over into the R and B side. I don't know Easy. if it was because I was in Detroit, but in our, on our radio stations in Detroit, they played the Clark, Clark sisters. sisters on the radio. Hey, yeah. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, but the, you the brought Stevie the sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the, but they used to play You Are the that Sunshine was, on That was a club song, too. Yeah, that crossover. Yeah, that's the it. That's the one. Yeah. I don't know if they did that because it was Detroit, but yeah, they crossed over. No, it was in New Jersey, too. <laughs> okay, all right. They never crossed over in the South, huh? Because you was in Jersey. Wait, you're in Jersey, right? Where are you at? I don't know where you were. Who, me? Yeah. I was in it Georgia. Was I was Georgia. You're in Georgia now? No, no, I'm in DC now, but I was, I, I was, I was, I was, I grew up in Georgia. Gotcha, gotcha. Outside they of Atlanta, on radio here. I never really heard the Clock Sisters outside of inspirational music. I never heard okay. them on the on the regular airwaves in Atlanta. But think about Georgia. Georgia mm-hmm. is a little bit more restricted and traditional. And traditional. Yeah. So, so they might not have felt that it was something to do back then right right and also this song was number 364 as far as songs of the century so this right 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 so this song by bb and cc wines blazed a trail you know and they never look back i mean uh 30 plus years later this song this song is still relevant Mm -hmm. and you know a staple in the black culture What, what do you guys say well i'll say this and i already told you this marcus but we actually, when we were compiling this list, Sonia and Artiche, when we yeah. were compiling this list, it was just so funny. And we had to laugh because we chose a lot of the same artists. And so my <laughs> choice from BB and CC Winans was Lost Without You. That's a good that, one. That classic <laughs> album, Heaven. That's, I mean, I, I still play that album on rotation. I, I love that. You know um, what? Here it is. BB and CC with Ibarra. Well, here it is. BB and CC Winans, Lost Without You. Heaven knows that I proclaim the love I feel when I hear your name. There's no substitution quite the same. Now some say I'm crazy and I'm acting insane. But there's no life without you, so I'll state my
Now, doesn't that take you guys away? It, it does. It, it really does. That message. <laughs> Everyone needs to play BB and CC whinings or any whining song because we were talking about Angie. Yeah. Well, then we went to BB and CC, but everybody needs to have a couple of these songs in their playlist here daily. It will uplift you and just send you on your way. Absolutely. Yes. What's next, Cam? All right. Well, what I have next for us. It's some old school, old timey gospel. Oh yeah. We need to <laughs> okay. listen to some James Cleveland. Oh Victory yeah. shall be mine. <laughs> your faith album in 1981 and honestly i kind of i think we did do this in church at new point michigan baptist church in newark new jersey <laughs> but but yes this was my song i had to play this all the time yeah. classic you gospel. Played that. that took me back to high school like you like you said rock down the aisle <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like you just knew you were jamming. You, you know how we all want you to do that. Y'all, Artitia actually had a group of, uh, of young people that she leads in, in ministry. She invited me to a concert where they had all of these churches come to Macon, Georgia, mm. and led this. And she didn't sing. She she leads this group. Tell us about that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take over. <laughs> yeah, well, the actual group is called Destined for Greatness. It's a group of children I don't like to say kids a lot but it's a group of children because some of them are young adults from about I would say maybe what six to about 18 19 ish they they are the bomb yeah. <laughs> those are my babies but they'll get together every now and then just now they had what Sonia's talking about they did like a combined choir event where it was just basically like bringing the choirs back so there were adults children and when I tell you it was a huge choir stand. We were at this big church. And when I tell you that thing was packed to Locking. the max. It was hot. 
It was hot. It was just like old church. It was hot. We had our we fans were out. Like, everybody was singing. Shot. It was. It was amazing. Mm. I love to this day. I love choirs. We're actually at my church. I go to a little holiness church. So we're getting ready to bring our choir back because we get to, you know, COVID shut everything down. And I am so excited. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm about so, to pull out all the old stuff. <laughs> but they don't do that anymore. They don't do the yeah. marching down the aisle anymore. Yeah. They barely had the tambourines. Mm. My old church, they they just really didn't really get excited. And we had this one choir director or minister of music, and he would get really mad at the <laughs> At, at the congregation because they just weren't into it like like oh, yeah. we used to do mm-hmm. like we used to do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah so, so real quick, before we get into our next song, uh, Artisha, I wanted to ask you a question. I asked Sonia what were some of her artists that she grew up listening to. Who were some of the mm-hmm. artists that influenced you as well? Oh my God, I listen to everybody, y'all. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> I listen from like you said, you love Anita Baker. That's my heart. Whitney oh, Houston, man. I call her my auntie in my head. She's my biggest influence. Mm-hmm. Yolanda Adams, the Osley <laughs> Brothers. Back, way back to like James Brown and Al Green, all the way up to Mary Mary, Ty Tribbett. You name it, I probably listen to it. I'm an old soul. All right. <laughs> this is the thing. She's older than me, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. Um, even all of those quote-unquote secular artists, they had a message. This weekend, I saw Shante Moore at the City Winery in Atlanta, Sonia, and she sang All Right, and it it just just made you feel all right spiritually. Yes. It was just, it just, it just, it was so good. So, Kim, why so, didn't you yeah. invite me? My feelings are it was, I mean, I'm you sorry. didn't invite me. I'm sorry. It was, it Get was her, a my bestie's birthday. I, I swear we're going to see Layla Hathaway next month. So oh. I'm gonna come out. We gotta see Layla. We gotta see Layla. I will be there. I'm telling you that. You know. Okay, am I gonna be there with you though? That's my question. Y'all see how I did it. I, I have to do it in public. Is she coming? Is she coming? She has to invite me now. Right, right. Notice how she On hasn't invited me yet though. <laughs> You are invited, cousin. Absolutely, guys. We're having a great time here and I want to keep the momentum going. So what's next, Kim? Uh next up I have Doe when I pray. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not very eloquent in speech. I don't always know how to sound holy when I speak. Papa told me something happened when I was When I Pray by D.O.E. It's one of Sonya's choices. And I think the song speaks for itself, Sonya, but I'll let you tell us exactly why you picked that one. Yeah, and you know, my song is a prayer. I think everything I write is a prayer. And I think it's important when we read our Bibles, 
you know, God is speaking to us when we're praying and we're speaking back to him. This communication is reciprocity with God. It's relationship with God. It's hearing from God. And just those lyrics, it just really, like you said, it speaks for itself. Absolutely. Now, I, I want to go back that you were an accident that almost claimed your life. Mm-hmm. Can you remember what was the first thing that was on your mind when you came to, when you were finally able to speak and kind of like recollect things for what they were? Do you, do you remember what was on your mind? Let me tell you something. I never lost consciousness. I pleaded for my life. And in fact, I was on Mercury Boulevard. I used to live with Myron. Right. My cousin has a twin brother named Myron. Boyd. Uh, <laughs> and so I was staying at his, he was deployed and he was going to be gone for a long time, like months. So if I had died that day on Mercury Boulevard, no one would have known. I would have been a Jane Doe, my parents, you know, because I wasn't coming out with nobody. He wasn't there. And I never lost consciousness. In fact, I think I gained spiritualness in the moment. Mm. I hydroplaned. My car went into rotation and I didn't have my seatbelt on. I was mad at my boyfriend at the time, you know, for several reasons. I was flying down Mercury Boulevard and I never left lost consciousness. And nobody's going to believe this. But I saw what I think it was an angel and it wasn't a person with wings. It was a, it was a man. And he was, it came out of nowhere in my car while it was in rotation. I saw this, I was pleading for my life and I was holding on to my steering wheel because really the car should flipped. And I was like, God, you cannot let me die like this. Please don't let me die like this. And I, I pled for my life. And when I opened my eyes, there was the guy, but I'm in rotation. So I'm like, and when I, because you know, when you're in rotation, your head can only go so far. And I immediately snatched my head back to look at that spot. And that man was gone. And that's when my car came out of rotation. I jumped the median into oncoming traffic on the other side. The first car stopped. There's four lanes on the other side. They saw me. The next one, the next one, it was the fourth car that hit me, that slammed into me. It would have been a T-bone. I, I had no control over the brakes. The brakes were gone. So I just was like, okay, I'm just going to turn my wheel so they can hit me in the back instead of on the side. And if I if they hit me on the back, I would have been gone. And because I turned my wheel, the whole back end of my car was smashed in. And I walked away from that. I was very sore for a very long time, but there was no get. So gaining consciousness was, it meant something else for me. Wow. 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 I still have pictures of that car. I wish, I wish you knew, were going to ask me about that because I would have had that picture to show it to yeah. you. Yeah, mm. absolutely. You know, so that was a DOE of When I Pray, a very, very powerful song, to say the least, very personal song for you, right? So Prayed this. in that moment, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. What's next, Kim? Next up is Sunday Service Choir and Kanye West, More Than Anything. All right.
right. That was Sunday service with more than anything. Now, Sonia, I'm a little confused. Now, there's another version of this by, if I'm not mistaken, Lamar Campbell. Yes. Yes. He's the original. Okay. I think he made the original, didn't he? I think so. Okay, that, that's, why, that's, why I'm at, that's why I'm asking. Okay. So, so why did you choose this version? Oh, this version. Oh, this is because it's the most recent version I was listening to, but uh, okay. I, I certainly love Lamar Campbell. They don't go into the, uh, I asked, matter of fact, when I first met Artichier, and before, and the car, she was in the car with some of her friends, and uh, James has said, I have somebody who could do your references for you. Me and her got on the phone, and I asked her to do two songs for me. I asked her to do Tasha Cobb's and Kiki's um, Your Spirit, and because I was trying to listen for her um, vocal tones, and then I asked her to do more than anything. And I was expecting her to go into the I love you, Jesus. But she went into the I leave my hands in total admiration unto you. You reign on the throne. Come on, girl. Because you are. Come on, girl. I didn't got Daddy, God, God, God. Just, just go ahead, just really quick. <laughs> I just want to say that I love you more than anything. Mm. Oh, man. All right. We got two serenades. <laughs> um, uh, Artisia, real quick, you know, Sun told her story about her transformation. She started off as a secular artist. You did as well. What made you say, like, hey, I'm going to go in a whole nother different direction now? Well, as a secular artist, what I really wanted to do was I wanted to just think about love. That's all. I just wanted to think about love and bring joy to everybody. But what made me change and specifically go into gospel, I have been, I have a song that I'm working on now called Eternity, and I've been holding on to that for some years now. <laughs> and so when I finally did release it, it was just going to be like my one gospel song, but God literally just spoke to me and said this is what I want you to do I want you to sing about love but I want you to sing about my love so that's where and when God speaks to me it's not like a big voice saying that I want you to do this from the sky He'll like, he'll nudge at me a little bit and he'll nudge at me and I'll think, I'll think something and then he'll send confirmation my way. But once I got my confirmation, I was like, okay, I, I'll be obedient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now also, are, are, can we expect any music from, from you or Sonya in yes. the music? <laughs> we are working on a few things. Sonya has quite a few songs. I'm trying to play it, but it's not too loud. <laughs> I was playing Eternity. <laughs> and the Marcus and hers and stuff. This young lady right here is a perfectionist. When I mean a perfectionist, <laughs> she be doing these things in the studio. Then she's like, ah. she do it over, and it was better. I'm like, okay, well, let me just let her do it. She's just <laughs> consummate professional. So if we have your permission, can can I send them? Just a snippet. Just a snippet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Marcus Moses. I'm Kimmy Brown. And I'm Byron Bino Brown. Hey guys, do you want to hear something good? I want to hear something good good. Well, here's something good good. We got that good good experience has a new home. That's right. We got that good good experience can now be heard Saturdays at 1 p.m. on WKLD LPFM 92.7. Your home for gospel and classic R&B. Yeah. All right. What's next, Kim? Next up is um, Marvin Sack. Praise him in advance. All right. So I started singing. Great pick, Kim, by the way. Thank you. That was good, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) That was Marvin Sapp from his album Thirsty in 2007. Most people will remember Never Would Have Made It from that album, but this was actually my favorite song from that album. And it just resonates with not worrying about other folk and just do what God has ordained for you to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marvin Sapp is probably at this moment next to Kurt Flanker, probably one of the most influential singers in all of gospel music. You know, his voice is incomparable. Every time that he touches a song, he just bodies it and just the the levels of of his his voices can just do so much. And, and, you know, you just got to love him. Artisha. Is this one of your favorite songs as well? Um, It is. I actually, I don't know if Thirsty was on the album, but that was my jam. Absolutely. Sonya, let me ask you a question. When you go into production and songwriting, you know, if you watch the movie about the Clark sisters, you know, Twinkie was pretty much the, the spearhead. She wrote most of the songs. She produced most of the songs. And she would pray and read Bible verses, try to get inspiration for her songs. Where do you draw your inspiration from? Do you do something similar? How do you draw inspiration from your songs? Well, inspiration can come different ways. But um, if you listen to the lyrics of a lot of things that I write, it's very biblical. Um, you know, with, uh, we need healing. You have Proverbs three, five, and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding and all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So, um, and then it's also the verse about the secret place of the most high God. So really it's from the study. When I was talking earlier about prayer and reading the Bible and that reciprocity and that communication, um, it's from that. So the inspiration comes from life, how the word of God uh, applies to different things I'm going through or different things that people I love are going through. 
And then really just hearing from him, I could be sleeping in the middle of the night and I'll just wake up when the song will be playing in my head and I'm getting up and I'm starting to grab my phone and record. So it can come that way. I could be at a boring meeting at work and or something situation is happening, a Bible verse will come up and then I'll start repeating things just to inspire myself because my work isn't always that great. You know, I'm grateful for my job, but you know what I mean? So that's how the inspiration comes different ways. It can like come from sadness or depression, as I mentioned, that jumpstarted this whole thing. Um, so yeah, it comes in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What's next, girl? Well, since like Fern said, a lot of us had some of the same artists. So I'll go ahead and play another Marvin Sapp, Perfect Peace. All right. <laughs> He has lifted, he's lifted, all of my burdens, he's lifted all of my burdens, all the way, said he is, yes he Thanks, Kim. So, so Sonia, yeah. what makes Marvin. you pick this particular Marvin Sapp song? Well, the song starts with, uh, uh, Thou will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. And it's all integrated, right? It's just, he gives us peace, right? So uh, that's, that's why, you know, why should I be bound when God has set me free? Um, so he, he just that's it. Just that. The same answers for the other stuff. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Artiche, let me come back to you for just a minute. Your name is so unique and mm-hmm. it's pronounced so uniquely. Uh, <laughs> does it have a meaning? <laughs> I love when people ask me this question because it's really not deep at all. My mom used to babysit a little girl named Artiche and she thought it was so unique and so different. She gave it to me. Wow. <laughs> that's the whole, that's the wow. whole story. The whole <laughs> story. Trying to make up a story. I wish, like, <laughs> I, that's what I, said. I wish that I had like an elaborate something, but that's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, you know, the word artist is in your name. Right. Exactly. 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 You should say, right. well, right. mom is on the beach she, looking into the ocean. And right. she knew her child was going to be an artist. So, I was born. My mother was holding me, and she looked at right. me and said, This baby's going to be able to sing beautifully. I think Artichie. You know, I thought it was on that. Yo, she Boy, had to so move like, like Shea Butter. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hey, and that's, that's and the clouds opened up, butter. and God said, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We were talking about her name because somebody's like uh, some radio person was like, you know, you may want to reconsider her name. Maybe give her a different name. Artistic. Oh no, 
That's unique. <laughs> right? Wow. Exactly. Sonya gave if she has this Sonya anybody's this name, book. she won't be remembered. We're going to remember our Tishie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they, they figured out Beyonce. We, we used to call her Beyonce when she first came out. Girl in that. Bouncy. That girl named Beyonce. Bouncy. And we call, and we call Kanye West Kane West. Kane. You know, Kane. Like, oh, they, they have a typo. You know, they're so unprofessional. They, they put Kane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kanye. Kanye. I was yeah. like, oh no, that's really his name. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't get mad when people mess it up because I'm like, I understand people get it eventually. <laughs> Artichier, they messed my name up. I'm forever been called Brian really? and I do not answer to that name. <laughs> name <is a> Byron. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> that's right. Get that's it right. Brian beat up Brown. <laughs> 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 no. Hey, right. What's next, Kim? All right. So next up, we're going to go back again to some more pop-like music with a message. And this is Bette Midler, Wind Beneath My Wings. Mm. I want you to know I know the truth. Of course I know I would be nothing without When we decided to do this episode, this was the first song that came to my mind. It was just a matter of, of which version that I wanted to select. And I thought it would be only fair that I select the original by Bette Midler, Wind Beneath the Rings. This was released in 1988. This song won Grammy for a Grammy for a record of the year from the hit movie. Anybody want to take a guess? Beaches. Beaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have never Beaches. guessed it. Good job, Kim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and wait a minute. Byron seems to have something to say. What were you going to say, Byron? Okay, so this is not the original. This was actually a cover because I know Gladys Knight has sung this song as well. It's been covered many times, but this is the most memorable cover of it because, well, the most successful, I probably should say, it's most probably the most successful because of the movie. And right. But, but yeah, yeah, this is not the original. It's not the original? <laughs> no, no. I, was, I, was, I saw <laughs> your face. I, I, I felt it coming through the camera. Yeah. I was like, oh. I gotta address you, got, you gotta address it. Yeah, yeah. But I was gonna let you know when you ain't right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing it's wrong, all, It's all in love. It's all in love. Oh, yeah. that, that's why we do this. We want to know the history. We want to know the roots of it all. Yeah. Who was the original? All right. So, "Wind Beneath My Wings" is a song written in 1982 by Jeff Sibar and Larry Henlon. The song was first recorded by Kamal in 1982 for a country and Western album he was recording. Kamal talked about being the first to record the song in an appearance on Australian TV show, Spicks and Specs, but stated it was not commercially released because it was felt he did not suit the country and Western style. So instead, Roger Whitaker recorded the song as well as Sheena Easton and Lee Greenwood. The song appeared shortly thereafter in charted versions by Colleen Hewitt in 1982, 
Lou Rawls in 1983, Gladys Knight and the Pips in 1983, and Gary Morris in 1983. The highest charting version of the song to date was recorded in 1988 by Bette Midler for the soundtrack okay. to the film Beaches. All right, there we have it. All right. I, I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Byron. You're welcome. All right. What's next, Kim? All right. Another pop or rock song with a message is Foreigner. I want to know what love is. Ooh. In my life, there's been heartache and pain. All right, so this song, I Want to Know What Love Is, is a power ballad by British-American rock band Foreigner. It was released in November 1984 as the lead single from their fifth album, Agent Provocateur. The song hit number one in both the United Kingdom and the United States, and is the group's biggest hit to date. It remains one of the band's best-known songs and most enduring radio hits, charting in the top 25 in 2000, 2001, and 2002 on the Billboard Hot Adult Contemporary Recurrence charts. This song is also credited to Mick Jones and Lou Graham. It was produced by Jones and Alex Sadekin. The song features backing vocals from the New Jersey Mass Choir, affiliated with the Gospel Music Workshop of America. Also, mm -hmm. Dream Girl star Jennifer Holiday can be heard on this song. And you hear it during the final vamps of the song when she's saying, mm -hmm. just talk about love. That part, that's her. Yeah. This remains one of my favorite songs. I have a lot of favorite songs, but this one, if I were to do a top 20, I think this song would fall in there somewhere. And it's the best version. I know Mariah Carey, we covered this song as well. But her version just didn't hit the mark to where this one hits. So Nobody's version will ever hit the mark that this one hit. This is probably one of the top songs. I know it's one of your top songs, Byron, but it's probably one of the top songs of the 80s. I mean, point blank period. It's one of my top songs right. of the 80s. It's, I can't remember what year it came out, but I, it made me want to do another episode concerning that year. We'll just have to... 1984. 1984. But that, that didn't make our countdown. We did a 1984 episode. That didn't make our countdown. No. no. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it, no figure. To me, this song was really a 1985 song. It was released towards the end of 1984, but it wasn't really on the charts heavily until 1985. Because okay. I remember... I was in junior high school. It was constantly on the radio, pop radio. Mm, it was. Yeah, absolutely. And Sonya and Artichia, just, just so you know that Byron is our walking musical Sorry. excitement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yes. 
if you want to know, you ain't got to look on Wikipedia. If you can't find on Wikipedia, ask Byron. Okay. Just ask Byron. Straight up. Yeah. 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 I love it. Absolutely. What's next, Kim? Next up is the Jobera Singer Stand on the Word. Yeah. Listen, is it bad that that song gave me the Wiz vibes? Ooh, no, not at all. Trust me, if you broke this song out, the audience will go crazy. I'm sure yeah. those who know oh. it, yeah, the lyrics, the lyrics, you're taking it there. The lyrics oh are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Stand on the Word is a funk soul song written by Phyllis McCoy, Jobert, and recorded by the Jobert Singers. And uh, it, it was also remixed by George Rodriguez and Tony Humphreys on Plateau Records and released in 1985. All right. So, Wait. this version that we played was actually remixed by Larry LeVan. I don't know if you all are familiar with who Larry Lee Band is, but he's like one of the accredited founders of house music. He's up there with Frankie Knuckles. His claim to fame is a Paradise Garage in New York. And this song, though it's an inspirational song, actually has its footing in the club charts and in the, in the club land. It was heavily played in the clubs and they still play it. Like a lot of uh, DJs will probably end their set or include it within a set. And Stand on the Word was actually re-recorded by Elements of Life featuring the Jasper Street Company in 2020. And it came with a host of remixers from DJ Spin, Gary Hudgens, Lost Souls of Saturn. So you definitely want to check that out as well. Right. A huge club record, but simple song that we are speaking of right now. All right. What did you all think of that? It's no. Hey, I had a question for you because I thought I was hearing we, we shouldn't question the Lord. Is that what they were saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, because you were saying it was a different genre. And I was like, okay. So what we're doing with our music, trying to be a little, we, we think we're being revolutionary, not having the, the quartet song on our music and <laughs> Yeah, having a different sound, but that's not something that's new. That's something that's been going on. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a gospel song, but it has, believe it or not, a huge success and on the club charts. It was, a, it was very popular disco, post disco era club charts. Yeah, so you know, uh, about some, we can't question the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. I'm sorry, this is sense of humor. Sense of humor, everybody. I think Walter Hawkins <laughs> might have had a uh, Walter Hawkins might have had a couple him. of uh, tracks on those on those club lists as well, didn't he, Barmer? I believe he did. Yeah, yeah. He did the original Perfect Peace. Yes, mm-hmm. it was the original. Yeah. All right, good pick, Brian. 
What's next, Kim? Yes. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> next up is Kirk Franklin. I smile. The truth is, I almost gave up, but a power that I can't explain. That Holy Ghost power, y'all. Fell from heaven like a shower down. Now, I know we've been hurt, y'all, but still, I smile. Come on. Even though I hurt, see, I smile. Y'all feel that? All right. Happy when you hear uh -oh. that song. I'm telling you. That was a bad that way. And the video treatment for this was hilarious to say it the was. least. <laughs> yeah, him and Steve Harvey. Of course, that was "Smile" by Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin, of course, probably if you had a Mount Rushmore of gospel music, he would probably be one of the faces of Mount Rushmore gospel music. Mm -hmm. That came from his 12th album entitled "Hello Fear." This song peaked at number 85 on the Hot 100. It features a compositional aid from the SOS band. Tell me if you still care. And guys, my question to you is, do you feel the same way too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <I> do. <laughs> so poetic, though. You said he would be on the Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Who the three be, y'all? <laughs> I mm. would have to table that, but I would have to go in deep thought about that one. I would well, say Charlie Caesar. Jay Caesar. Jay Caesar. Jay Caesar. Jay Caesar. James Cleveland was considered the king of gospel back then. So I'm thinking okay. maybe who else? Kim, what'd you say? Oh, I say you have to put Mahalia Jackson up there. Oh, yeah. There we have it. There it is. Okay, so would Kirk still be up there now that we even threw off? Kirk still up there. He would be a little pebble at the bottom of the no, middle. No, I think he'd pendant. still be oh. up there because he's he's kind of changed the. Yeah. He's always got something out like every year. So he was an he was an he was an innovator. I mean, he, well, he reinvented. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so I mean, he he kind of like almost bridged the gap when you thought about gospel music back Stomp. in the day, right? Mm -hmm. You thought about. A certain Silver way, Silver and Gold, right, mm -hmm. right. All, all those songs, you know. Um, Y'all remember Vanessa Bell Armstrong, Nobody but Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm surprised yeah. I didn't give you that one. Lord have mercy. Don't give up on Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, Kurt Franklin definitely been doing his thing with the gospel mm -hmm. music scene for oh god, I'm ten years, uh, years, a couple years, over twenty, 20 years, over twenty mm -hmm. years, eighties, right? Yeah. And he's still relevant to this day. And again, this is one of my personal favorite. is is a very simple song, just talking about something that we can all do when we're faced with adversity, and we just smile. Mm -hmm. And so, again, that was a great song by Kurt Franklin. What's next, Kim? It's time for the benediction. Oh, our last song. <laughs> and I chose PJ Morton, The Better Benediction. And here you go. Oh. I know it looks hard right now. Yeah. But God will make a way somehow. 
if you don't know PJ Martin, let me tell you. Mm. Better get to know him. Yes. <laughs> he actually was the keyboardist for Maroon 5, but he went solo back in 2012. And this is from his Watch the Sun album, track number 11, which was released last year. So, yeah. Um, he also has a version that has Keir Sheard and yeah. Leandria Johnson, Kiki Wyatt. Yeah. And Lisa Knows Smith. So you need to look that up. Yeah, this song <laughs> yeah. has so many people on it. Yeah. This version right here. Who all is on this one, Kim? So that one, I believe that was, I think this was the version that has Lisa Knows Smith, Leander Johnson. You just, just heard PJ Morton. Gotcha. Okay. This is probably one of the hottest songs in all of gospel music right now. It's being played on all the platforms and whatnot. It's just a great, great, Good feeling song that you can listen to. You got definitely having your gospel playlist. Artisha, are you a fan of this song? I am a fan of everything PJ Morton. Oh, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. Actually, him. fun fact when my fiance proposed to me, he was playing PJ Morton first began. So mm, PJ now has a special song. That's beautiful. Wow, wow. You got you somebody special songs, but yes. <laughs> absolutely. So, guys, that's going to conclude this episode of the We've Got a Good, Good Experience. We want to take this opportunity to thank our very, very special guest, producer, songwriter, Sonya Moffitt, and her artist, Artichie. Guys, thank you so much for being on the good, good. Now, before we get out of here, we got to give you guys an opportunity to plug in where you can, guys can be followed, where you can find the song, all those good stuff. Artichie, we start with you. Go ahead. Everything is Artichier. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. I believe those are all of them. Everything you can find me, A-R-T-I-S-H-E-A, Artichier. All right. Sonia? Yep, and you can find me on Instagram at faithwrites, uh, which is W-R-I-T-E-S underscore music. So faithwrites underscore music on Instagram. And also you can uh, go to our website for the uh, company, which is www.faithrightsmusic.com. All right. So guys, thank you again for being on the We Got the Good Good Experience. We want to thank everybody that's been rocking with us a long way for the past year. Guys, 2023, we've got some really great things in store for you guys. This is just the beginning. So continue to stay tuned. Like us or follow us on all streaming platforms that you can that you listen to your podcast. Just type in we've got the good good experience and you can find us. And also follow us on Facebook of the Good Good Experience. Can I plug something in there too? I forgot on Facebook. Sonia Faith on Facebook. All right. That's Sonia with a J. Yes, thank you. Just a J, not an I Y J A. Like some people say. S-O-N-J-A. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. We appreciate it. Come again. Thank you for coming. We so appreciate you for coming. I had fun. I didn't didn't think it was going to be this much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you had a good time. I was hoping you had a good time. So again, until next time, everybody, take care of yourselves and each other. All right. Be good, good to each other, family. All right. Good, 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 good.